Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapists, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this. If you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place, and that one place is Catholic Health Services. And welcome to another edition of After Hours with Tifo and Luby, Jeff DeForest and Mike Luby Lubitz here on Believe. Good to be back with you as we peel ourselves off the mat and begin another week of the sporting world. Uh, it's a week that used to uh, have a day called Black Wednesday as a part of it. And uh, this was uh, the worst nightmare for all degenerates because the Wednesday after the All-Star game, which will be played on Tuesday night, the baseball All-Star game, was a day where there was 0.0 Blutarski numbers in terms of activity. Imagine, uh, you know, how many people got the shakes, especially now with all of this proposition betting that's going on, Mike Luby Lubitz, when there was nothing happening. There, there were no sporting events on the slate. Now I think you could find something. In fact, uh, the WNBA very cleverly, like, zoomed in there, and it's the only time you'll see substantial amounts of money being bet on over, under, first quarter scores <laughs> in WNBA games. <laughs> Uh, the Russians, they're sending it in on this thing. But uh, it, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun and, and very entertaining as uh, we get closer and closer to the football season starting. And, of course, over the weekend, we had the final of the golf majors, now known as the Open, formerly known, the tournament formerly known as the British Open, now just called the Open. And it was a wild conclusion with the hometown favorite there, Rory McIlroy, who's been playing great all season long. Had some dynamite results. And he is the leader going into the final round. Has uh, what? He had four shots on uh, Cameron Smith, who ended up winning the tournament. Smith goes out there and blisters this St. Andrews course. The old course in St. Andrews. Yes, she's been brought to her proverbial knees. I mean, they, they slaughtered annihilated par because there was something wrong with this year's British Open movie. And you know exactly what it was. No, and it wasn't that I uh, didn't win the pool because the defending champion who never Misses the cut in the British <laughs> Open the ensuing year. Never misses the cut. Colin Morikawa, very, very, I mean, you, you can't be mad at the guy. He gives a representative showing every time out. You know he's trying. He misses the cut by one shot. Probably cost me five times in the pool. If he makes the cut and even goes, like, one under for the last couple of rounds, uh, I, I end up taking down about five times in the golf pool that I was in 
where you pick a guy from uh, each of seven columns comprised of about 15 players in each column. And it's not the easiest thing to do, but all my other guys were, were pretty much lights out, including McElroy, who nearly won the thing. Uh, I, I whiffed on Cameron Smith. Uh, wow, well, what a brilliant job this guy did with the putter. I mean, th this was exceptional. But it looked like pitch and putt out there, Luby. What was missing What was the horrible weather that normally accompanies the British Open. That, that is a, a big part of its history. And uh, you're not used to tuning in and seeing sunny skies and guys with, like, sunblock on at the British Open. You're used to seeing pasty yep. Europeans who look yep. like they're both starving and uh, haven't seen the light of day in months, like they were living six months in Alaska when it was dark outside. And uh, howling seas, uh, we mentioned this before. I mean, it should look like a scene out of Sharknado. <laughs> with, with weird fish with barracuda-like teeth flying through the air there as a guy's trying to navigate his way through the road hole and figure out uh, which part of the hotel sign should I hit the ball over. But uh, without adverse conditions, and, and this is kind of, uh, you know, interesting from a golf philosophical standpoint, Luby, can you really consider St. Andrews and the old course to be one of the premier courses in golf when, when it, it was pitch and putt for, uh, I mean, almost every player was just annihilating par in, in the field. Uh, you know, guys finishing third at 1,800, that, that's inconceivable. And, and all that was good for was like a time for third place. But uh, without the uh, weird conditions, can you really consider that a very challenging golf course? It, it looked like a laydown for these professional golfers. No, I mean, it wasn't. And and the greens were amazing. And you saw the, the guy who was one of the best putters in the game is the one that hung around and won late. I mean, like the, the greens were slick, simple, fast, exactly what you want if you're a pro golfer. And yeah, the thatch sucked, but a lot of these guys are good at staying on the fairway. As long as you stay in the fairway, you were golden. There's not a lot of water. There's not a lot of trees, if any, you know, and Zero that's the trees. kind of stuff that I mean, gets these guys in trouble. Tree. Yeah. And, and the rough wasn't as uh, prohibitive. I mean, uh, when you were offline in the fairway, there was a little bit of thatch, but it was very thin by comparison to, uh, what we've seen in the past there and uh, maybe on other uh, British Open courses, uh, other tracks that they use uh, to contest the tournament. I guess you have Carnoustie, Royal Troon, and uh, what else? Uh, do they play any, uh, you know, on the infield of the Royal Ascot? Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure, but they may as well. I mean, the way the rough is uh, constituted uh, usually for this tournament. And, and there were no hideous, ugly shrubs. What did they do? Did they cut all the shrubs out? They're usually those shrubs that you look at and you think, wow, I mean, this is a house that had to be condemned. And, and you know, you'll see some place where they haven't been able to treat the property for like months or whatever, or years. And, and, you know, you're expecting some old lady to come out there and, you know, have the house be haunted. Uh, where were all those ugly shrubs? I, I, I rarely saw a guy in a jackpot uh, in terms of shrubbery there on the uh, outskirts of the fairways of the British Open, which uh, the fairways that were so wide open that you could like hit the ball into another fairway and still be in good, you know, contention to, to either uh, birdie or even eagle the hole. It, it was insane. So no adverse conditions took a lot of the fun out of the tournament. Still a great win uh, for this uh, guy, Cameron Smith. Uh, the big conversation, of course, uh, is uh, this uh, now acrimony that's going on uh, with, with live tour players trying to, uh, you know, just ignore the fact that they're taking money from a source where, uh, you know, pe people aren't really too happy about it. And uh, at the expense of maybe uh, impacting the competition overall from uh, traditional golf uh, outlets and uh, platforms like the PGA Tour and uh, what, what is the uh, European Tour called? Uh, something with a D. But um, 
whatever it is. I mean, those guys are going to be, they're banned and, and it looks like they may not play in other majors because the majors are now scrambling to change their criteria for qualification so they could disqualify the DeChambos and the Dustin Johnsons and uh, all of these uh, has been European hacks that, that have signed up for the live tour, including your man, the big Swede. No, he's actually my man, the big Swede, Heinrich Stenson, <laughs> who's about to disgrace himself by uh, going on. But, but I mean, the guy's 46. He isn't winning squat the rest of his career. Yep. He's lucky to be in contention. Uh, okay. So he, he could, he could grind out a living, but if somebody's going to hand you like 50, a hundred million dollars at 46 as a washed up European, uh, you know, hack, why wouldn't you take it? I, I mean, it, it's hard to say that if there was a live tour of broadcasting that we wouldn't be speaking in Arabic oh, right now. I'd, I'd be learning. <laughs> I'd be working on it. Some yeah. catchphrases. <laughs> Practicing all of those uh, European soccer names because that's what we'd be reporting on. Um, I don't know. You want to think that you would uh, not you know, sell yourself out. And now, it's different circumstances, too, as you pointed out many times. But these guys on a live tour, most of them have enough money to literally live L-I-V-E yep. uh, very comfortably for the rest of their lives and uh, have their families taken care of as well. So uh, you, you would have to think that, uh, you know, the money shouldn't have been so much the issue. So many younger guys like Brooks Kepka. Kepka looks like uh, he, he's lost his mojo anyway. He doesn't even make the cut anymore. At these major events, nope. he, he was the toughest major player going for a period of time there. Tiger Woods-esque, but with his resolve uh, in, in these major tournaments and uh, the just epitome of cool that he was uh, in terms of a uh, competitor. And he, he looks to be washed up, doesn't he? I mean, uh, the Live Tour might, that's going to be the place that is like a, a prelim to the Champions Tour. If yes. you don't want to take on Bernhard Langer, you go for a little pit stop there on the Live Tour, pick up your $100 million on the way out the door, and, uh, you know, never want to speak about politics or human rights ever again. Lose all your sponsors, uh, you know, and, and lose your chance to be in the uh, golf spotlight, which now includes, like, the Ryder Cup is going to ban these guys. And uh, the big Swede, that, that was, uh, he, he said this was the greatest distinction that could have happened to him was being named the European Ryder Cup captain, Heinrich Stenson. And then Greg Norman came by and said, hey, we can make it $100 million, Heinrich. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he started doing the Heimlich maneuver uh, on his bankroll and, and just uh, squeezed the living life out of it exactly. uh, to the point where, you know, he, he is uh, now going to be set for life. Unbelievable. Heinrich Stenson. But 46, I mean, uh, what, what attraction yeah. is there? I mean, if you're a television networker, you're thinking, whoa, that's it, man. Listen, Greg, I'm sorry we've been ignoring all of your telephone calls and considering you a complete disgrace. But now that you got Stenson, let, let's talk about uh, we'll get Nance to do the play-by-play. Uh, maybe we can get Faldo to come out of retirement now. What do you think? There you go. That puts him over the top, doesn't that's it? Heinrich it feels, Stenson. That's what it feels like. I mean, like, they haven't gotten anyone that gra- – look, Dustin Johnson is still hovering around the top ten players in the world. But yeah, he hasn't he's, won he's regularly. You know, like yeah. they haven't gotten anyone that's contending week to week at all. Like not one of their players is someone that contends no. week to week. Not one. Speed, I mean, Justin Thomas, uh, Scheffler. I, I don't know. Are they inclined to take uh, how much money are they dangling in front of these guys? Because uh, would they not need to uh, at least get four or five of the top players in the world uh, that, that are, are currently, I mean, like live contenders uh, each week to, to make it interesting even? I mean, who cares what these, uh, you know, Martin Keimer. Yeah, no one cares. Heinrich Stenson, Wiest Hazen. Yeah, no one cares. I mean, he still has a little bit of game, but, I mean, you see a guy that you're going to think is a dominant threat to win events on the PGA Tour? No. Nope. No chance. 
Kepka and Deschambeau so are younger dudes. It's not like they're old, but their game is old. Like Deschambeau and Kepka, both since they've had injuries, are not the same guys. And no. look, he was, at least Deschambeau was competitive this week, but even him, like late, he faltered where you knew he wasn't going to win. And Kepka doesn't even make cut. I mean, like well, that's my problem is it, they have enough money where it's not going to go away, like some like the Nike tour, some of these other tours. Like it's not going to go off into the distance, like what we've seen in the minor league NFL slash, you know, football leagues. But will it challenge? To me, no. I mean, you don't have a television contract. None of the TV uh, companies, networks are going to try, are going to do something with you. May, look, maybe they're moving together with like an Amazon, right? They're already streaming. So get with a streamer yeah. that people have. Like that, that I can see them doing. But NBC, CBS, ESPN, all these people that are in bed with the PGA Tour that make tons of money because it's almost year-round content, sports content, which is the one thing that people have to watch live. Like yeah. they're not running to work with this thing and they're not bringing on any players that would make them want to. Uh, I wouldn't have any interest in watching a tournament where there are only like three or four contenders. Yeah, it's like dumb. In, in reality. I mean, uh, I, I know uh, what, uh, did, did we stay in win the first one? Uh, one of these European guys did. Yes. And uh, I guess they've had two tournaments. I couldn't tell you who uh, even was in the second one. Nope. So, I mean, we know the guys that were in there, but uh, it didn't seem like it drew any attention whatsoever. Now, the media, may, uh, is the media just uh, ignoring this? There's a lot of conversation about it, but it, it's mostly driven by, uh, you know, the negative concept yeah. that these guys are complete sellouts and, uh, you know, that it's all a joke. And, and it couldn't be any more detrimental to the game of golf than to have uh, gone out there and solicited these uh, services for eight tournaments a year of 54 holes in duration. Yeah, stupid. Hardly what you would think Big Jack would be looking at as a test of champions. So um, I, I, I don't know. That that was a big conversation. Uh, the Live Tour players are getting very, very sensitive and don't want to answer any more questions about it, <laughs> but, which is not a good thing either because uh, they, they don't want to discuss the whole human rights thing and uh, Khashoggi and uh, all of this other stuff that uh, has been, you know, uh, kind of pointed uh, at the Saudis, including the financing of the 9-11 uh, just, I mean, uh, you know, a absolute uh, catastrophe at, at the World Trade Center. Well, that's the funniest thing, though. Like, and, and so what do they want to, because that's the thing, is we don't care about the golf. Like, that's the problem is, the, you just said it, the only thing that matters with this is all the other surrounding crap. The actual golf, no yeah. one cares about. <laughs> they play three rounds instead of four. They're only doing right. eight tournaments. Maybe next year, I think they go up to 12. Most of their tournaments are in America for a, a thing that wants to be worldwide. Most of their stuff's in... Yes in schmank cities around America that, and it's not televised. So what do you want us to talk about, Dustin Johnson? <laughs> like your golf? No one cares about your golf. Like that's why you're no. over there. <laughs> like, well, and, and you know, I mean, in America too, I mean, how big of a crowd could you attract uh, to see mostly, uh, you know, European guys that, yeah. that were, as we say, uh, nondescript European schmanks. I mean, these were guys of a little bit more distinction. They, they had major victories and they had tour victories, but, uh, for the most part, I mean, uh, the, the field is comprised of guys that uh, you have little interest in. Uh, you know, it's not like they're drawing huge crowds. Uh, I'm surprised in some ways, although they have a television contract, I guess, uh, for the Champions Tour. I, I'm surprised at its longevity. Uh, is that being funded by the PGA somehow? Yeah. And helped along? Because, uh, you know, you look at the overall interest level, and I, I would say... You go to these tournaments, it's it's fairly marginal in terms of attendance, right? Uh, we had the Allianz tournament here, which uh, also went by various other sponsor names. Uh, and, you know, I, I used to cover it every year and do some stuff out there. And while it was a nice thing, it wasn't like, you know, they, they were jamming into the uh, 
onto the golf course where it was taking place at Broken Sound. So, but I, you know, I guess they had some TV, so there was, uh, you know, an ability to sustain it. I, I, I'm not sure that the content that they're uh, giving you uh, on the uh, live tour is enough to uh, sustain that, except for the fact that, uh, what the Saudis have oil, <laughs> honestly, oil and blood on their hands. Yeah. 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 It's interesting, though, because uh, Mickelson, he don't want to say anything more about it. Uh, Kepka is now getting very irritable about uh, any questions about the Live Tour and uh, various other people that have defected uh, really don't want to, you know, be put on the spot there and uh, answer questions about the fact that they sold out and uh, just took the money. Um, does it help the game from any kind of competitive standpoint? You, you would think not. I, I do enjoy seeing these guys in these major events, though. You want to know that the major events are being contested by the best guys in the world, whether they are taking Saudi blood money, or uh, if you want to call it that, or which I keep calling it that, but uh, as we said, we'd be uh, mid-days on Al Jazeera if uh, they offered us a right amount of money, no? Doing sports, uh, Louis, what do you think? I'm not going to lie, probably. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm very principled. <laughs> but, but we're broke. Exactly. Like, it's, yeah. it's very different. Like, we're starting this up. We're working on it. There's a lot of hope in this and that. But, like, if you right now would tell me you make my life easy, I don't have to stress, I don't have to yeah. worry, and I'm going to make millions... Yeah, I'd be an idiot not to think about it. But that's my thing is it's it all these guys aren't in that situation. They're just making money to make money. They make plenty of money. They've been even guys that aren't winning, Ricky Fowler, yeah. uh DG, like even the guys that aren't winning still have, yeah. still making money. Like you're gonna make money for a long time in golf. Like so I I, I don't know. They wouldn't have had to make another diamond. They should be able to get out yeah, the door in a pretty comfortable fashion. I, you would think that for sure. All right, uh, home run derby is tonight. Yes, uh, the home run derby, of course, means something to me because I watched the series when I was a kid. I was nine years old, 1960, Ziv Television Productions, distributing Home Run Derby all around the country, and uh, there were very little sports to be consumed on TV. used to get, like, one game a week, a couple of Yankee and Met games uh, in New York, and uh, I guess the Mets uh, weren't even around then, 1960. So you had some Yankee games on TV. Uh, you would get an occasional Knicks and Rangers game uh, when I was growing up in New York. And any other sporting activity we were riveted to, including the Home Run Derby with Mark Scott behind the microphone. Uh, they gave out two grand to the winner uh, of uh, each week's competition and a thousand to the loser, which uh, would probably represent, uh, even for the higher paid ball players, like a week's salary, which uh, you would think would be significant if you were making a hundred thousand a year and uh, getting taxed for 50. Uh, you know, it wasn't like you were walking around with giant wads of cash, although, uh, your money certainly went a lot further back then when you could buy a brand new car for like two grand movie, but, uh, the Homer Derby and no crowd Wrigley field. That uh, was Classic. a minor league ballpark in Los Angeles. <laughs> Willie Mays is going against Mickey Mantle and there's nobody there. Not, not yeah. like, like a sweeper is in the stands. That's it. Uh, you know, cleaning up the ballpark for the minor league game that night. <laughs> Series only ran for one year. Uh, look what it's become. It, it is the show stealer by far. Mm -hmm. I mean, eclipses whatever level of interest there is in the actual all-star game itself, the home run derby, in spite of the fact that the fields are, are kind of getting to the point where it's like the NBA slam dunk, where uh, uh, Neek ain't, uh, he, he ain't in it this year. Nope. Right? True. Right? Michael's not going to do it. Uh, a lot of people have shied away from it. Uh, many people have said uh, that the... Uh, pounding that they take, taking that many swings in a short period of time and, and uh, trying to extend full power uh, is detrimental to their game. Uh, I don't know if we've seen it where guys were actually uh, compromised the rest of the season, fell off their production uh, after being in a home run derby. It certainly hasn't affected Pete Alonso. He's been great 
winning back-to-back home run derbies. He's the favorite to win it again. I'm going to go against Alonzo tonight, Mike Lewis. What do you say? I agree. I'm going, and he's, he's not one of my favorite players because he's on a team that I root against, but uh, he's one of the young stars in the game, and he's dealt with a lot of injury issues. So the fact that he's one of the major stars accepting this invite tells me I think Acuna is ready to do something big, and I think he's going to splash Ronald Acuna on the stage. Jr., yep. Atlanta Braves. Has uh, been injured the latter part of uh, last season, uh, most yep, of it. Into this year. And uh, early on this year, he's uh, reimmersed himself in the lineup. It seems like coincidental with his comeback. You also had uh, a resurgence of the Atlanta Braves, who yep. now are only two and a half behind the New York Mets. All right, home run derby tonight, the All Star game tomorrow. Uh, we thank you guys for being with us uh, here on Believe. It's always a pleasure. I'm Jeff DeForest. He's Mike Luby Lubitz saying, hey, no matter what you do today on a Peel Yourself Off the Mat Monday, Keep in mind, you always got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, (laughs) no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.